This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps, a podcast for you, the players, supporters and the hard-working volunteers that make a glorious game from the lowest to the highest levels in the UK and beyond. We at Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps have now teamed up with Derbyshire County Cricket Club to promote cricket at all levels across the county and wider regions. I'm Rick, I'm here with Ian, Richard and Neil as we take you on a journey around our home here at Winslow Cricket Club in Burn-on-Trent. On this podcast, we'll keep you updated on all the goings-on here at Winslow Cricket Club and we will also be answering all your questions and inviting you, the listener, to send in all your stories from around the cricketing world. We will, of course, have a special guest coming with their view from Cow Corner with all their stories, ideals and anecdotes. So, let's get started and bring you up to date with the goings-on at Winslow Cricket Club, the little club with a big personality. Welcome to episode 30 of uh, Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. Livo's off interviewing the Hornchurch goats from down Essex way on, so over to Livo in Cow Corner. Stumps, pumps and beer pumps. Welcome to our latest venture into Cow Corner, and we're back recording one of our favourite types of episode. Yet, yeah, it's time to once again bring you one of our club cricket greatest of all time specials, otherwise known as our Goat Series. <laughs> To join us today are a couple of players who have played many years at the same club, a club that not only won last year's national ECB T20 competition, but then went on to represent the ECB at European Cricket League in Spain. And after battling through the group stages, just came up a little short in the final to end up as the second place team in the whole of Europe. As one of the lads said to me at the time, not bad for a bunch of mates, eh? Tonight's goats are from Hornchurch Cricket Club. So, greetings to the following people. The Hornchurch batting goat with more than 10,000 runs, including 12 tons and 69.50s. He also happens to be the fielding goat with 446 victims. Paul Murray, how are we, Paul? Oh, good. Thank you, Ian. Secondly, we have the Hornchurch Bowling Goat with 480 wickets at an average of 23. Mr. Mark Whitlock, good to see you again, Mark. How you doing, mate? Hello, Ian. You all right, mate? Yeah, good yeah. to see you. you know, talk about what you two guys have done for, let's be honest, many, many years down there now. But before we talk about that, let's go back to the very beginning. And I don't mean to childbirth, by the way. You start, Muzzer. Where's where's it all starts with you, cricket? Uh the man, the other man that's on the screen, to be honest. Yeah, move, we, as a family, moved to Hornchurch when I was four. Um, and I was actually best mates <laughs> with my brother, Darren. Uh, went to school with him now and he lived opposite where uh, where I used to live. And basically, after schools, we'd be out the front of, usually out of front of my house, playing cricket with the other side of the road as the boundary. <laughs> and seeing how many tennis balls we could lose of a night, really. But uh, yeah, that's that's where it all started for me on on the front driveway and and a little walk down to Hornchurch Cricket. <laughs> so how old were you when you first walked into Hornchurch Cricket Club? I was nine. So how many years is that now then? Uh, Thirty one now. I'll, I'll have to say with a little little break during COVID because I'll get hammered if I don't mention that. Thirty one years there at the club, man and boy, literally, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, literally now. And my family, my my young my youngest boy is now starting to come through and. My daughter's now involved in the cricket for all really? programme. Yeah, absolutely. Family-based club. Love it to bits. And 
kept me out of mischief when I was younger. <laughs> Is that the same for you then, Mark? Yeah, no, it was the same. Obviously, I went. I was at eight. We played a bit of cr- cricket at school. Um, and obviously, that was a local club at the bottom of the road. And then everything's obviously just gone from there, the same similar path, yeah. And you say quick cricket, this is well before all of this fancy dynamos lark and all this that's, stuff, isn't yeah, it? It's just it, it the old-fashioned quicks. Yeah, with the orange ball and the blue. That's still the same, the blue bat and blue uh, stumps. I remember that. Oh, I do remember back then. A lot a lot of schools did play cricket then. And we did have games of cricket. Obviously, now they just, even senior schools, unless you go to private schools, there's not much cricket played, to be fair. Uh, but I do remember when I was in junior school, there was four or five schools, and a lot of them did have AstroTurfs then. Okay. My school didn't, but there were a few of them did. Um, mm-hmm. There's very rarely any of that now. Um, obviously, the private schools around our way, there's loads of them. Yeah. Um, the little boy played football the other day. He went to um, Forest School, just his obviously chickle mm-hmm. away. And they've got like five or six pitches, yeah. just flat, grass, perfect. It's, uh, but no, no, it's a shame. But there's enough cricket clubs around our area if kids want to play cricket, so... It, it's something that we talk to a lot of people about on the pod in terms of the way things have changed. In, in, I hate to use the words back in our day and all that. You know, the strongest leagues in the country seem to be where those cricket schools were back in the day still. So down your way, it's incredibly strong still, isn't it? Yeah, um, in more in Essex way. Obviously, we're more to east of London, east mm-hmm. of Essex. But the further you move out in the more rural, where there's a lot more public, uh, private schools, yeah. there's a lot of cricket played there. They do some little cricket cricket tournament. Obviously, my little one just started senior school. They had a little cricket competition. But when I say competition, it was the, the PE teacher didn't even know the rules. To be fair, um, <laughs> but look, they're playing some sort of cricket, and they've got brand new sports or at their school, which is lovely nets in there. Mm-hmm. So they do a bit of cricket in there, which is better than none, I suppose. Some schools. So tell us then, Muzza. Let's go. Let's get round to who you guys are today and talk about why you are the goats. For for those of our listeners and followers who've not seen European cricket and not seen Hornchurch live, what would you? How would you describe your style of batting, mate? I've gone from someone over the years that wasn't able to hit the ball off the square, um, which over the years has has bored me. And uh, I'd like to say I'm at the other end now. I'm, I'm opening batsman, like to be the aggressor, um, but when needed, yeah, I can also dig deep and. Hold up one end when perfect example was our first league game or the first league game got called off. We come to the second league game, wet, wet deck all over the place. The day after my 40th birthday party, which didn't help. <laughs> but I dug in, ended up getting 50 off 115 balls. And then George Jenkins comes in and gets 112 off about 70 balls. So I can, I can do a job when needed, but I do like to be the aggressor at the top of the order. I was going to say who's the most aggressive there between you and Hankins because the two of you both like to go at it pretty hard. Uh, he's he's worlds above me, absolute different levels. Yeah, I, I can't hold my hands up and say I'm anywhere near him, but no, he's uh, yeah, he's he's different, he's different level. Well, yourself, Mark, bowling wise, how would you describe your bowling for those who haven't seen it? <laughs> well, believe it or not, I used to be a boring batsman like Mazza. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, my bowling I hasn't changed since I was a kid. I bowled spin since I was well, eleven, twelve. I used to, I used to be um, a top order batting over the years. I've gradually dropped down and down and down. The eyes are gone, um, <laughs> but no, nah, I still enjoy it. I can still bowl it. Well, if I, if, I'll be honest, if I got to that, I'm at the level I am now, and I couldn't do myself justice, I would drop mm-hmm. down. 
But I'll be fair, the last couple of seasons I've done well. I keep saying the last one every year, but um, I do think this year will be my last. This is my 30th year in the first team. and I, I want to watch the little one play and play uh-huh. with him. So hopefully there's someone that can come and take my space and I can go and enjoy him the rest of the time playing quickly with the little one. Do you, not want to, do you want to be around to play with the little one? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to play on the same team. We're actually playing together Sunday in a game, like a friendly. But Brilliant. I would like to... He's, he's having a year on his own at the moment in the fifth team. He's going to enjoy it with his little mates. I'd like to see, hopefully, he push on a bit and I can go and play fours or whatever with him for a little while. So, but if they was ever short, I wouldn't say, no, I'm not going to come up. But obviously, mm-hmm. if um, they needed me, I'd, of course, I'd step in. That's my club. But um, it'd probably be my last proper year in the first team, yeah. It's something that we talk about quite a lot, our club, and the succession planning that you put in place. And we, we've had a tremendous season already with a brand new third 11. And it, one of my mates, Ian Mellor, talked about the fact that his proudest moment in cricket in all these years was stepping on the field with his son, to play in the third eleven a few weeks ago for the first time, yeah. and you can't beat that, can you? No, no, I'm looking forward to say, even though it's a little friendly on Sunday, like a Sunday twos, mm-hmm. I'm just looking forward to just standing at slip, watching him bowl and bat and that. So, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. How does he bowl? Uh, better than I was at that age. Is he a spinner? <laughs> no, he's, he's, a spinner. he's a leg spinner. I'm an okay. off spinner, so. I could I couldn't bowl a leg spinner straight now if you if you six <laughs> balls I promise you. Now the first ball we ever bowled he bowled it he actually bowled a googly and I I thought oh he and then from then on he's just bowled leg spin yeah he's just natural that's how he bowled it he, he didn't good. bowl anything else yeah so that's no cool. he'd be a good, he'd be a good little player if he listens to the coaches and that he's he's decent um yeah it's just a matter of helping him along the way isn't it and um any help he needs I can obviously give him so hopefully he does all right if he does does as good as me and better I'll be happy. Yeah, and what about your what about your lad, Paul? He's a he's a little all rounder as well. He's a seamer, top order batsman. He even donned the gloves for a first game the other week. So, right. so yeah, he's he's another one. Be for Billy Mark's boy Billy. He's a year older than Stan, but they've sort of grown up together through yeah. the team. They've been two good little partnerships really through the mm-hmm. through groups. So they've always well, they're they're cousins. So. Uh, it's always been they've been close as anything, and their cricket plays off that way as well. But yeah. Billy's got ear on him, so Billy can play adult cricket, whereas mm-hmm. my boy Stanley can't. So we're trying to introduce them into friendlies though on Sundays now to get them used to it and, and push them through. But no, as as Mark said, they're 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 both decent little cricketers. So hopefully, if if they have half the success that we have, they're going to be they're going to be good. It wouldn't be bad, would it, to see a Whitlock and a Murray in the team in a few years' time in that first just replacing you two, basically? <laughs> I don't know yeah, if umpires <laughs> having another Murray coming through. <laughs> Stumps, umps, can be a bumps. Tell us about Hornchurch as a cricket club, Mark. Yeah, look, it's it's um it's a family club. It's a very tight-knit club. I would say um, it's a fun club to play for. It's, it's a laugh. It's a, a good, good group of people, honest people. And they're all for, and it's, it's very weird because in in cricket clubs you normally get your you'll get different types of people in life, but this club is very very samey working class, uh, work hard and enjoy their cricket, have a drink and yeah. And I so say you only get to see how many people come out to Spain and took the time off yeah. to come and watch us. And obviously they took time off work and spent a lot of money. Like, and obviously as I said at the time, we really appreciated it. Mm. But like no, it's a it's a lovely club and and I'll be honest, since the Spain thing. The youth section has taken off. The amount of new players we've got, and and sponsors, and George, you probably see him on on the telly a couple of times. He's done yeah. the social, and it's really took the club to another level, like money wise and sponsorship. We've got mm-hmm. new bowling machines, we've got new roll on, just all the extras that obviously we could just about afford. Now we can afford them. Yeah. They've just kitted out the whole cricket club in the same kit, so every single team's wearing the same 
same kit, same sponsors. Yeah, no, it's the, the European things really kick the club on. And as I say, we'll be even we've been shocked by how many new youngsters have come along. And it's really good to see now all the youngsters back at all different ages. And we was over there last night and they say it just looks so much more professional with the coaches in their kit, the kids yeah. are running, not running around in football shirts and all their stuff. So as a club, it's a social club. We, we have a good laugh. And um, if you play there, you certainly enjoy your cricket club, uh, enjoy your cricket. But um, it helps being a good side as well. Definitely. And I say, it doesn't matter what, if the first team is always the flagship of the club. And if the first team does well, everyone wants to jump on him. So we've got to make the most of it and keep riding the wave. So we got obviously we've got Gavin um, mm-hmm. and went with Arthur, like we spoke about earlier. Yeah. And they're the two we think was missing from last year. Um, and we really think we're going to go close, barring injuries, touch wood. I don't think we'll be far away this year. And it'd be brilliant to like um, follow the European up with a Premier League win. So, um, yeah, no, no, it's a good laugh, as I said. The kids love it and uh, I love 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 it. My family love it. And they like mothers like me. So it's... Um, yeah. Well, yeah, 30 odd or 40 years I've nearly been down there. So I think I enjoy it. And I'm sure you're the same, Buzzer, in that it's, it's almost a nightly thing for you guys now, isn't it, through the season? You're sort of down there four or five nights a week, possibly. Just the same. I've, uh, I was head coach down there for 15 years, but mm-hmm. after the success we've had and the, the change of coaching, the direction we're going in, I've, I've got back involved in that and I'm absolutely loving it again. I feel like I'm 18 again coaching That's the great. kids. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And as, as Mark said, there's such a buzz about the club at the minute. The amount of, of even just local people, we've got we've got a group we like to call them the Sunday Club. They come down and there's about 30, 40 of them there can be at times. And they're fantastic. And they all come to support us in Wormsley last year in the final. Yeah, the, the club's just on a massive high. At as Mark said there, we just got to keep riding this one. And the, the family community we have there, it's, it's yeah, just so friendly for people to come in. We've always got different football teams coming over after cup finals. I mean, the crowd we had down there the other week when we were playing, there must have been probably 100 people over there then. It was unreal to look up at the clubhouse and see that amount of people there. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it, it really is good. And as I said, my mum works behind the bar. My dad does the social. My sister, obviously Mark, Mark's wife, does the teas and the yeah, uh-huh. just it's just brilliant, yeah, massive part of my life. And it just shows I'm a, a proper community cricket club, because that's what you guys really are, a proper community cricket club, to just grow and grow and grow. And a bit of success, yeah. Uh, and, you know, the first team you write is the flagship, but that bit of success just takes it to another level, doesn't it? And, and I think one of the things that you just said, Mark, that I, I, I find resonates with me is when you walk onto the ground and see all the kids in that same kit. Mm. You know, we, we bought all our kids hoodies last year. We've got a, a new sponsor, so every kid turns up in the same hoodie, and they just look the bee's knees, mm. big, yeah. and they feel part of that. When they say they want a babble hoodie, nothing to do with Winslow Cricket Club, they want a babble hoodie because that's the sponsor, and that just all starts to come bring the club alive, doesn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it's, um, as you said, it look, just looks so professional. They all want to wear what we was wearing in the first team. And obviously, we want them to be playing in the first team. Obviously, not everyone will make it, but the yeah. coaches are doing their hardest to get to get them there. Mm. Hey, let's let's talk about your your time as goats. I mean, you guys have been at it a long time, building these runs, all of these wickets you guys have taken. Tell us, uh, Muzzo, what your favourite innings that you've played in all these years. I know there's a lot to remember, mate, and you know with all those tons as well. What, what has been your favourite innings that you've played? Oh, favourite one probably goes back to when I. I was meant to actually captain the twos. I think I was probably 18 or 19, maybe. Um, Rob Rollins was the first team captain at the time. And one of the opening batsmen 
couldn't play. So he said, will you come up and, and do a job for me? And I was a bit reluctant because I wanted to take my task on and, yeah. and learn how I was a captain and hopefully be the future first-team captain, which I did become. And they actually ended up batting the, the whole innings. I carried my bat and I ended up 102 not out. Um, so there's there's the boring side of it of 50 overs. But I, I keep saying to kids, you look, you look back at a game, you score two runs and over in most games, you're going to get a big score. But that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I think I think a lot of youngsters get carried away now watching the the T Twenty, but also watching us out in Spain. Eh, youngsters, they're there, <laughs> the ball everywhere. But it's just yeah, trying to have that mentality and digging in at the right times. In I mean, we're, we're old enough now and and getting to the end, but we know when we can change a game. It's just everything we do, we just try and pass down to the. Especially me and Mark with our boys, we're very yeah. often so. Uh, Trying to pass it, pass it down to them is, is yeah, just what it's all about for me. Definitely, definitely. What about yourself, Mark? Your bowling spells. You've had some decent spells over the years, but what's what's the most memorable for you? I'm still going the 18th over at Wormsley, and I didn't get a wicket. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's that, that one. I think will be my all time because the over before that, I finished um, on two fours uh, against me. So it, we, it was that was. Really, they had to go at me that over to get close because they still needed 30, I think it was 36 or 38. And they was almost trying to hit it too hard. And all I was doing was concentrating, getting in the block hole. Yeah. Um, and as I say, they got a leg by and I think three runs off singles. So if, my favourite over is, will still be that one. Because if it had gone for 20, we'd lost the game. Or gone for 18, I think we would have probably lost the game. So as much as I've had, I've had a couple of uh, three or four, eight fours, seven fours, Three hat tricks I've got, but that's still my favourite over. You've yeah. only got three hat tricks over all these years. Yeah, league at league hat tricks, league hat tricks. Yeah, I'm surprised by yeah. that. To be honest, yeah, I no, there'd be a few more in there. No, three league hat tricks. Yeah, that's um, yeah. As I, say, I got, I think I got four, five, eight fours. I got one nine four, but that was in the third eleven. So right, um, okay. And you see, yeah. you see, I'm sure you've seen on social media. We put it out there a few weeks ago. The lad who took ten for a couple of weeks yep. ago. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, Alex yeah, Senior no, up in one yeah, we had an overseas player once, Cameron. He got ten wickets in a game and a hundred and a hundred. Yeah, he's not a... from Australia. Yeah, he was there overseas. Ten wickets and a hundred. Now he was a good. He was a very good player. He came for a couple of years. Very good player. Yeah. You've, I'm looking at your best bowling. Eight for sixty six, and as you say, yeah, that's the first team one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, t- t- ten five wicket hauls. I think the, the impressive thing I think though is when when I look at the the columns on play cricket, one of the ones I always look at is the percentage of team wickets. And you've taken twenty percent of the team wickets over your career. I mean, that's all it is, yeah. yeah. That, that, I mean, that's a big number in it. Twenty, what one in five wickets that Hornchurch have taken on play cricket have got your name against them. That ain't bad, is it? No, I've been around a few years now. I've got that in my favour. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It is only two point seven percent this year, but we'll get. You've only yeah. had two games, so yeah. I got uh, wait till the pitches dry up. I'll be all right then. That's what we've been telling our spinners as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, tell us about that journey then. Last year between years, I mean. You got to Wormsley after, was it something like 800 games it took you to get there in the first place? It's a, it's <laughs> yeah, a, it's a, it felt like that. It, it's, a, it's a massive season to get there, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's so hard. Like, obviously, um, like you said, to me, we fell just short in the final. That's the real killer. Like, and um be fair, my wife was sitting there yesterday and there was a, a lot of the Georgia socials putting all the stuff out. It's time to start the journey again. You almost feel more pressure on this game than we did the final. Because if you go out first game, you 
oh, you're going to look silly if, almost if you get what I mean. Yeah. So I feel more pressure in this than I did the final um, in the, in Europe because you've done so well. No one look bad, but if you go out first game, it's like you've gone from that high to that low. So there is a lot of pressure on us. And um, he's she just mentioned it last night. And uh, luckily, as I said to you off air, we um, we've got a full team, so hopefully uh, we can do the business. But no, we can only give it our best. The chart is very slim. That but you have to be. I think it's nine or ten games. You have to beat ten quality sides here, and it ain't just like one or two. And in fairness, we was a couple of close games that could have gone either way, but there wasn't many that was really going to the wire last year. We won the semi-final six in my mind. Of the is that we how easy we won it, and like you're playing top class teams like George Jenkins, like Muzzer said earlier, he eighty five. I've never seen anything like it. It was. And then his innings in the final. But you still got to get him out. And um I say Billy I think Billy bowled really well in the semi final. He got quite a few wickets um that we had on with me. But it, he's um it, uh, he's hard and none of you only next time when you get knocked out, you'll think what an achievement we've done last year because we ain't a massive club in England. There's a lot bigger than us. Um, we've done it. I, I think Wimbledon done it twice. I think I think they've done it mm-hmm. twice in the T20. But he's he's such an achievement. And only when you yeah probably get knocked out and have a bad game, you'll think, oh, how well we did do last year. Look, we're going to give it our best. Everyone's said together, look, we're all we're all valuable. We'll have another go and try and get back to Spain. That's what we want to do. <laughs> Absolutely. And yourself, Mozo, you get to work. I mean, Wormsley is one of the most beautiful grounds in the country, full stop, isn't it? And after all the hard work to get there last year, you, you, you had to go out there and win it, didn't you? Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, Mark had played there before in um, one of our old players, Luke's birthdays. He, they had lashings there and he's mm-hmm. doing for weeks how nice it was and then the Queen passed away and we didn't think we was going to get to play it and it was all a bit up in the air but then when we got on the coach the, that morning and travelled to the ground and you pull in and you're still driving five minutes later to get to the ground you're thinking this is going to be something <laughs> special you pull up and see it in the distance yeah oh, I was yeah fantastic as I said for a club cricketer there was nothing better that was yeah it was quite unbelievable to go there and once the game started the nerves kept I'm I'm not a nervous person either I, I, I love I thrive off nerves usually but um yeah they hit me a bit that day <coughs> one of the only games that didn't really click in and I felt I think I got two off 11 balls at the start of the innings and I'm then beating myself up thinking I'm I'm letting me side down here and you're trying to hit it harder hit it harder and yeah it just but then there's my say that George come in and he well, one of the best innings I've ever seen. And they had, a, they had a guy that bowled quite quick as well, probably early 80s, I would have thought. And, and one shot sticks in my way. He reverse swept him. It was just the most ridiculous shot I've ever seen in my life. And when we got up to, I think we was, was we 40 odd, 40 odd after 10 overs? 40, 40 for. F- Four or forty for four off ten overs, yeah. Yeah, so to to get fifty one for five, <laughs> yeah, and to get hundred and forty eight, I think we ended up on. We thought, hello, we got half a chance here, and yeah, the bowlers just done a great job as well. And then uh, I think the last over, I, I couldn't really think about it too much. I was already crying. I had tears running down my face. I had Mark behind me. I just kept looking back at him and seeing all the spectators there. Yeah, I had tears rolling down my face. I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit that because when you've been at a club for so long and as Mark said, see the support we had there. We had two coach loads, full coach loads go, plus another load that travelled up on their own. Yeah. And to, for them and all the stalwarts at the club, it was, yeah, just a fantastic moment. Well, it's, it's a long way off yet, the final this year, because as you say, you start the journey on Monday. But if I remember rightly, and don't quote me, although I'm saying it on the podcast anyway, I think the final's actually up here in Denby, at Denby Cricket Club. 
We which, didn't know. We didn't know that. Well, hopefully, we see you there. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's a it's a stunning little cricket club. Mm. It's up. I, I think having it in the Midlands is great because you could have a team from the north. You could have a team that it comes together in theory, doesn't yeah. it? Uh, you, you guys play Bard Green from Birmingham. Aren't Birmingham, you? that's it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. Yeah, good, good team there. So, brilliant memories then. And tell us about your. Your, your highest score that you have got, Muzzer, and your, your memories of that? Uh, play cricket don't actually do me justice. I spoke to Doug before the podcast, who does all our stats, and I've actually got double the runs that he says on play cricket. Do you know, there's always... Uh, how, many, how many wickets have you got, Mark? Uh, over 1,200. Oh, there we go. Yeah, One day, he says. <laughs> you re- so you reckon you're 20,000 then, Muzz? Before this season started, I got 20,474. Right, now, for those who are listening, you can't see what I can see. You've been keeping records, haven't you? No. <laughs> I phoned Doug because I thought you'd ask me the question, but I've uh, I've got it all written down here on my notepad. 20,474, was that? 20,474. That was before this season, yeah. That's yeah. You see, I'm going to give a, a shout-out to one of the clubs that we've already spoken to this year. We spoke to Toby Tarrant um, not too long ago from Stoke Darbanon and Sorry, and their club have got more play cricket records than anybody else I've ever seen. They go back to the 1980s, 70s, 60s, oh, because wow. somebody has put all those manual scorebooks on. Yeah, yeah well, the bloke that keeps the records, yeah, he wouldn't even know how to turn a computer on, let alone input it. Well, you know what you need to do? You need to get your lads to do it as part of a volunteer programme or something. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is, I mean, I, I noted from Play Cricket that your captain, he's very close to both of you in the wickets and the runs, becoming the ghost on Play Cricket. But actually, he's miles away, isn't he, really? Yeah. yeah, I only know about my wickets because uh, Dougie was the second all-time wicket taker at the club, and I've just gone past him, and okay. he, he he's been batting me off for a couple of seasons. So that's the only reason I know I've got that many. So, but I've got another three hundred to catch the all-time man. So I, I think when, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to put something out there on uh, social media to find out what the real biggest number out there is that isn't on play cricket and can be proven. Um, yeah. Because obviously you, you want to see the records as well. They said, "What? What is your highest score that's not on play cricket?" Then, Buzz, uh, two hundred and ten, not out. Yeah, I wish that was on play cricket, eh, mate? Yeah, mate, definitely. It was a well, it weren't competitive game, and again, these all. Oh, us... hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, in a comp in a competitive game, my highest scores were yeah, one five four. What was it? Two ten in a friendly. Yeah, still two ten. Yeah, you still got to get them. That's what I say, but yeah. It's... Been a big achievement to say I've scored a double ton, but yeah, I can see by Mark's face there, he's ready to remember me. <laughs> on. How bad? How bad with the opposition, Mark? <laughs> um, if there was a ninth or tenth eleven on a Saturday, it's about that. Nah, they weren't that bad. Uh, okay, eighth. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, at best, hey. But I'm just looking at play cricket. Let's get one thing straight. In the last, you know, I'm going to say the last ten years, your highest score has always been over a ton, apart from the last couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah. And the one fifty four is only twenty eighteen. It's not that long ago, is it? Uh, no, you know, one twenty the year after. Uh, and bear in mind, you're still scoring at a, a ridiculous rate all all the way through there, aren't you? Um, and I, I'm going to give you a bit of an excuse. You're also the keeper, which means you have got two jobs at least, haven't you? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, if I if I let myself down with a bat, I can always have a go with the gloves, which is nice. But um, yeah, it's, some year obviously it's getting a little bit tougher as I'm getting older. Um, I, I like to back myself a bit. I still say I'm I'm one of the best in the league. Um, 
yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I love it. You know, being the voice in the team and trying to keep everyone going and keep the spirits high. As I said, we've had a great start to this season. I haven't had to do it a lot, but yeah, um, yeah I, I just love being involved in the game. Any any way I can contribute, um, I'll always give, yeah, give 100%. And as I said, I've changed my style a little bit this year. I've been too attacking the last few years and probably throwing my wicket away too much. And I, I really want that, that 100 this year because he has what's been lacking the last couple of seasons. So I'm desperate uh-huh. for one. You're due for one, definitely. Hey, let, let, let's get on to some more sort of light-hearted stuff because... Yeah, we can rib you about you two ten against the Div. What you know? What, I think one of our lads calls it Noddy Division or something like that. Um, but you know, you've played with a lot of players over the years over at Hornchurch. Now he, he's going to close his eyes now, Mark. Who's your favourite teammate to ever play with down at Hornchurch? Oh, teammates! Oh, this is other. Prince Green, great picture. Ah, uh, no. I'm going to sit on the fence. I haven't got a favourite. Honestly, I haven't. Um, let, me, oh. let me ask you another yeah, way. Who have you got, enjoyed that, yeah. bowling at the other end to? Oh, uh, regards what? The batsman? No, if you've been if you've been bowling, who's been your favourite partner at the other end bowling? Two, you know, two twi- spin twins or a oh, seamer at the um, other yeah. end? Um, over the years. Oh, um, Be fair, any of the good quicks or Adil Malik, because what happens is when they can't get the ball away, they try and attack me. And the man I'll get caught at the deep square, get a call and a long one, because it's a release to them. And that's how a lot of my wickets cut, especially in the one-day stuff, Mm -hmm. not so much the all-day stuff. But if you've got someone bowling it tight, and we've had so many good overseas, and Malik's probably the the most recent example Mm -hmm. of that. They just some of them just can't hit him. And especially last year in the uh, the T20, I I don't know if you can get the stats, but I, in all, I was the leading one by quite a way. Mm-hmm. But Malik was the best bowler. Right. So don't really tell a story. Like I think it's Bexley we played, and he bowled four overs naught for seven, maybe it was. In a T20? In, yeah. in the quarterfinal. I think it was four overs naught for seven. But the other end, I bowled four overs, I think it was four for 26 or something. So I went for a few, but that just it was a release to him. Yeah. Um, so... When you've got him at the other end, you've always got a chance of getting a wicket because they have got some got to take some chance. So most recently, definitely Malik. Um well, going back a few years, oh, we've had so many good quicks. Like I was that Cameron who I just said she yeah. are. We had Chris Chris Drum, the New Zealand International, he was top draw. Uh, another another New Zealand boy, Sherlock. I don't really want to miss anyone. Um That's and then right. back even even back in the day, one of the boys who still plays now, one of my best mates, Sainzy, he used to bowl mm. quick, quite sharp, and then it was the same sort of thing at fifteen and sixteen. Yeah. He used to do that job and then the other end I was bowling. So it's anyone that puts pressure at the other end helps me. That's that's <laughs> the way it's always been. Because they just they've got to have some sort of release. The batsman can't just keep blowing it. And especially in the limited over games, you've only got so long. So and I, I don't like bowling in the first fifteen overs, like some spinners love it. I don't. I, don't, I, I like to okay. bowl to a set. I like to bowl to a set field. Like even when I come on now, everyone knows what my field is. I don't even have to sit it. So um, <laughs> yeah, everyone knows where to go. And that's yeah. But yeah, no, definitely. I, most recently, Malik because he's just like a magician. He's so good. So when Billy puts his hand up and says, "Come on, Mark, you're coming on," basically the rest of the field just go where they've got to go because they know exactly what they've got to do. I I would say if we've got the same if we start on Saturday with that team and I'll come on the bowl, I would probably not have to tell anyone where to go. Maybe the new but maybe the new boy Arthur, because he wouldn't know, but everyone else would know where to go. Is that yeah. right, Muz? We wait for the finger point. It's always yeah. the same three spots and he lets yeah. everyone knows what's coming. That's that's yeah. one of our 
coaching the team. Oh, here we go, definitely. What about yourself, Buzz? Who's, who's been your favourite to bat with? Because you've obviously have batted with quite a lot of partners over the years, haven't you? Yeah, over the year, when I first broke into the first thing, I said Rob Rollins was the captain, but um, his brother Adrian had a, had a massive influence on me then. Um, he's like a coach out in the middle with you. Uh, and he taught me so lot, but I had Ian Flanagan as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they was unbelievable to, to me as I was growing up. Um, <laughs> then later, I, I really enjoy actually batting with Billy. Um, last year we had, we had quite a few parts. I actually gave him his first team debut at 14. Wow. Um, and I used to open the batting with him then, got him in and, and pushed him on from there. And that's been quite a journey, seeing him go from that young, shy boy to the quality cricketer he is today. Absolutely. Uh, but then out in out in Europe, um, a, like Mar said there, Adil, he come in and said a few things to me, especially in the Ireland game in the semi-final. Changed my focus. And yeah. he, he's just such a calming influence as well, Addy. For how good he is, he's obviously got the experience behind him. Um, but yeah, I'm usually out by the time he gets in. I'm sad. <laughs> Need to yeah look after that wicket a bit more, and hopefully I can do it a bit more. Yeah, and get that ton again this year. Yeah, I got run out on 88 last year. That was a uh, got sold down the river a bit, but yeah, that still still sits on me now. So yeah, it who, will... was, who was it who sold you down the river? Uh, Ozzy, one of our uh, one of our boys who comes in. He uh, he actually ended up getting hundred and got dropped about twenty times. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he'll listen to this and go, no, it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> they always do. Always do. Hey, as a keeper, though, I've all got to ask the obvious question. You've got 176 stumpings. 175 of them are mine. That's the question I was going to ask. Well done. There we go. Shall we move on? <laughs> I've got 315 stumpings. <laughs> Seriously, is it that many of them are marks? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's been quite a few over the years. We're used to, especially left-handers. I love keeping to him when left-hander comes in. You know you're going to be in the game so many, uh, but yeah, with with Mark a deal, um, I've stood up to Billy quite a bit this year. Bowling his seamers usually get the odd one down leg side, so that's nice. But yeah, mm-hmm. now Mark Mark's uh, yeah, he's definitely been uh, been one of my favourites to keep to over the years. You get a few off him, and you still feel as sharp as ever when it comes to keeping. You looked incredible in the European Cricket League, mate. To be fair, oh no, thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I struggled. I struggled the first couple of games this year. My feet ain't been as quick. I don't know if it's because of the old sluggy outfields and trying to get my feet going again. But yeah. um, my hand work's still definitely there. My hands are as, as sharp as ever. With just a few extra pounds gone on from Spain that I've got to try and lose over the <laughs> next few. So <laughs> you've got to lose that by the time you get back to Spain. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I can't can't be putting on double. Super over. Right, Mark, it's time to just ask those six super over questions to you, mate. So let's go quick fire. What is your favourite ground? Oval. Favourite batter? You didn't like this last time. Peterson. Favourite bowler? Shane Warne. Your favourite tipple? Any lager. Favourite cricket tea item of choice? Sausage roll. And your sporting hero, cricket or otherwise? Cricketer, Ian Botham. Thanks a lot, Mark. No problems. Super over. Right, Muzza, favourite ground, mate? Uh, Lords. Favourite batter? Adam Gilchrist. Favourite bowler? Uh, Shane Warne or Alan Donald. Favourite tipple? Uh, spice rum and coke. Your favourite cricket tea item of choice? Lasagna. Okay. And your sported hero, cricket or otherwise? 
Uh, Julian Dix. That's a hammer if I've ever heard one. Thanks a lot, Buzzer. Cheers, mate. Super over. Stumps, bumps, and beer bumps. Let's talk about some of your uh, your favourite opponents that you've played with over the years. I mean, you guys have played against a lot of guys now over the years you've been with Hornchurch. You can either call them out, the guys you've really enjoyed playing against, or the least favourite clubs that you just don't like playing against. Is there anyone who stands out? I'm not saying the least favourite because we get And do you know what? Every you single can't... club, every single club who plays in the Premier League bottles this question, by the way. Well, on a serious note, if we, if we come out and said that, we would get a ban. <laughs> you can't, you cannot say nothing in that league. Even some of the bands that were dished out last year for just a comment on Twitter. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit awkward. <laughs> um, no, nah, you've always got your favourites and obviously the places where you enjoy playing, least places you don't like playing. Um, I'm not going to mention them. But my worst ground is also well, the worst well, team. Well, let's go down against. that favourite route then. <laughs> Moors, which is your favourite ground to go visit down in your league? For pitch reasons, the likes of Brentwood's lovely mm. to play at. Um, not my favourite, don't really. I was saying that, that's where I've got my highest score on play cricket there at Brentwood. Um, but I don't really... Not usually, yeah. Don't usually do too well there myself. Um, Wickford's a lovely little picturesque yeah. ground, whereas Chinkford. But I, I like playing it up in style. Always, it's not. It's a, a council park like ours, but I always think we do well over there. So that's uh, that's one that sticks with me. And yourself, Mark, favourites? I always do. As I said, do well at Wickford. Um, I like playing at Colchester, where Essex used to play. And I say Brentwood's a nice place to play as well. Um, I've got quite a decent record there. Yeah. Yeah, look, most of the ones what he's Mazza just said are the better ones in our in our county. And we don't be honestly because we're in the Premier. We only play at so many grounds. Yeah, so you only get to you play at the same grounds every year. No, not moaning because we're in the Premier League, but you only get to play at them few select grounds. Yeah, no, we were saying it the other day. I can't remember. I was talking to him in some minutes. A lot of the the grounds in our league, like the second and third division, I've never played there because obviously. If you're that low down, you very rarely get that high, and we rarely, very rarely get that low. Yeah. So, but there is this quite a lot of new clubs that I haven't played in, uh, played mm-hmm. there. Um, a little one played at a ground the other day with Mother's little boy at Bentley, mm-hmm. and that's that's only around the corner. And I've never ever played a game of cricket there. That's funny. In all the times, yeah, and it's what six, seven, eight miles from us. Wow. Yeah, never played there. So, um, but yeah, there's plenty of nice games. But I do like I do like playing cup games away, going to new grounds. There's some mm-hmm. lovely grounds that we have played at. Yeah. Yeah, and it's again, really if you nice. play from further up the, the levels you go and around the national competitions, you get to see mm. grounds in all different places. Then, oh, yeah, like Basingstoke last year was really nice. It was a nice little setting. Obviously, Wormsley's uh, brilliant. Uh, but we have played some really lovely... Um, I like a particular one in London. Winchmore Hill was very nice. I don't know if you've ever been that one. Yeah, that's a really nice place. But there is plenty of nice grounds, especially Premier League grounds. Definitely, definitely. Hey, listen, we're coming... Towards the end of our uh, recording, and we've got one final question that we always ask everyone. But we've got to ask you: in all these years and all of these twenty thousand runs and twelve hundred wickets, you've remembered it now. Yeah, <laughs> there must be some moments that you can describe as the funniest you've seen on the pitch um, or off the pitch. Most guys will tell us that off the pitch we can't tell you because obviously, um, you know, we like this to go out to all kinds of ages. But on the pitch, there must be some moments where you can just look back and go, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Uh, one for me was uh, Colchester last year with, with Mark. He, he, he dropped quite an easy catch in the slips and he tried to make out it was the hardest catch he's ever had. And Sainsy, like one of the lads we've grown up with and Mark's best mate over the years, 
he hammered him for that. And about an over later, he done exactly the same thing again. And it, uh, it and the way the whole team erupted laughing. And they are on, they are uh, play cricket. If you can find them, go back to the Colchester game. You'll have a giggle. We might have to use that as a preemptor for this pod going out. <laughs> I'll even try and find it and send it over myself. <laughs> well, for Mark's face, obviously, it was a hard catch, wasn't it, Mark? Oh, flying at me, they was. <laughs> it was, was well there. It was bowling, ideal. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so bad, he just laughed. And isn't that the beauty of even at yeah. your level? And I have to say that, you know, my yeah. club plays at Div 3 at, at the highest level. You guys are prem. That's club cricket, having that yeah. crack. You, you, <laughs> yeah. The sudden, isn't it, that club cricket just seems to stop. That when they get into the seconds of the county or the county itself, they don't laugh at things like that anymore then. No, no. Club he, level... he, he done one the other week. I caught one, the first one of the season, the first league game. Then I dropped one. It weren't as easy. And so it now does it as like a football score. So it's 1-0 or 1-0. But it, it, he's hard to get to. Them ones he's mother's talking about, and I'm sure he will send them to were horrific. They was like that that standard that we got that two hundred against. I'm gonna I'm <laughs> I'm gonna sort of sprawl back now and think, was the one in the very first game of the European Cricket League as well, Mark? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna defend myself for that one. Well, I saw it, was, it. it it was really windy and I was looking right in the sun. It was a bad effort, but yeah. you, you can't you don't realise how windy it was up there then. And it, it, what it made even better, yeah, and what made it better, a lot more went down than that. If it was that the only one, there was some, believe it or not, there were some worse ones. Maybe not with our team, but other teams. So, well, yeah. I, I watched I watched practically all the group games because <laughs> you become addicted very quickly, as we know. And um, you're right, there was some some uh, what would you call it hospitable fielding going on every now and again. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you guys, when, bel- you, when you got got it going, the fielding was sensational. Well, when we was about to get knocked out, we actually went up a level and we was all right. Definitely. We didn't want to go home. <laughs> is, is there any moments on the pitch or off the pitch you can throw the throw the spade back at Mr. Muzzer? Uh, no, he's, but he's I've got... Under, I've, he's he's no, throwing you under the flame, boss. I've got one even worse than that. We was playing at a ground called Basildon. Oh, it's got to be 15, 20 years ago. And we'd all been out the night before and I was still hung over. And uh, I've come on to bowl and I was getting a bit of tap. He was just slogging. So anyway, uh, he slogged it towards Care Corner and I've given him a send-off before I've realised where it was. It Not only did it go over the line, it went over the fence and straight through my car windscreen. Your car went? <laughs> yeah, my car windscreen. And you can imagine the sticker. So I've not only gone for six after giving him a send-off halfway in the air, he's gone through my front windscreen. <laughs> so I'll, never live that, I'll never live that one there. That's the days before MV play and streaming, because that would be hilarious, wouldn't it? Oh, don't. Yeah, straight through the front. My, all them cars, in fact, straight through my way. Well, he, he obviously might have spotted that one then. <laughs> yeah. That shadow. Hey, listen, we've got one more question, as I say, to ask you guys. And I think yeah. there's only one way to do this. And um, we're very simple in what we do. We, we change the rules on this question. And we change it to suit whoever we're talking to. And because you guys are Hornchurch goats, We've got no choice but to ask you to put together a six-a-side team for our six-a-side competition from Hornchurch. So what we want you to do between you is cut all the faces, that says it all. We want you to come up with the best-ever six-a-side team from past, present, could even be future. You know, one of your lads might be in it, you don't know. You you could be in it yourselves, but we need two batters, two bowlers, a wicket-keeper, 
and we need an all-rounder. You can choose yourselves or you can be a coach. It's up to you. So we'll start. Should we start with the wicketkeeper, Mark? Who, who are you going to choose as your Hornchurch to decide wicketkeeper? It's got to be Mazza. Yeah, I thought you might say that. So, yeah. he, he's, he's the ghost when it comes to keeping, so you really have to, don't you? Yeah, his record speaks for itself, so you can't, you can't go to the simple. Okay, let's throw it back. Muzza, two bowlers, are you going to throw him in there or not? Uh, yeah, he probably, uh, <laughs> he probably, I'd probably go with two spinners. Oh, no, I wouldn't, actually. I'd go with one spinner. I could use it either way. Mark could definitely be one of them. Um, and all-rounder. The yeah, I'd probably go with Adil as my other spinner, but he gives me an all-round option as well. But I've got another all-rounder in mind. Okay, okay. So go on then. Who's that other all-rounder while you're there? It'd have to be Noops, the old overseas. He was absolutely fantastic for me. What was that? What was his name? Cameron Noopier. Okay. So Cameron Noopier, Adil Malik, Mark Whitlock, Paul Murray. We come to the batters. Two batters. Who are you choosing? I uh, hope Billy's listening. I would pr- If you're going to go for Corn Church batsman rather than overseas, I would have to go Billy and Sainsy. Sainsy in his prime is the most natural batsman I've ever seen in my life. He hits it absolutely miles. And Billy, he's just cl- like class the way he plays. They're two different players, but I can't think... Muzzle might correct me. I can't think of two Hornchurch ones no. um, that are better than them. Overseas, obviously, I, I would rather keep to the Hornchurch. I would say Billy and Sainsy are the most naturally gifted. And Sainsy scores some serious runs in his time as well. Be- before playing yeah. cricket? Uh, he's probably on there now. I don't know how many he's got. He's got a bad knee now, but he plays a lot of the, just the one-day stuff. But Billy, Billy is Billy is top draw, and he's probably undercut himself the last couple of years by betting how low he's been betting. So yeah, Sainz is destructive. Even today, like last year in the twenty twenty stuff, he's yes, he can be so destructive on his day. Billy's just running players. He's got so much time at the crease, and as Mark says, he over the last few years he's batted himself further and further down the order. And he, for me, I think he should still be up at the top. Uh, and he yeah. has this year, and he's got tons of runs already. Yeah, is George Hankins going to get close to that team eventually? Though he's got a couple of more years to play with us yet. That, that would, he would he would have been my other one. That would have made it an easy choice. But uh, yeah, I think my, give him a couple of years and he probably gets in there. By the way, George is probably the best batsman I've ever seen play at Hornchurch. Seriously, he's a serious player. How he's not playing in uh, county cricket, I do not. Think. He's a serious player. Yeah. He's not, he, not he, a bad fielder either, is he? Oh, he's just an all round. He's a serious player. Yeah, he's he's top draw. Yeah, <laughs> well, he got hundred last week, and then this week he got six and out. So yeah, commentators yeah. cursed all like you never know, <laughs> yeah. do you? Well, I did say what a shot that is. He's in for a big under, and the next ball he hit straight down mid off's throat. So I'm going right. to take a little bit of blame for that. But that's the, that's the way he plays, isn't it? Oh, he's, yeah. Once he's in, like you've seen him in in Europe, uh, he just he hits the ball so clean. And like them bats they got, when people say there's no difference between bats, they are like springs. You've never uh-huh. seen anything like them. It, his bat sounds different to everyone else's. Really? But, oh, honestly, you so if you ever you can go back to the footage, just listen to the noise it makes. But they are like, they're all them pros. That's why they hit them. They hit them a long way, and they watch the IPL. Yeah, they, they don't last long, but they're just primed to be hit the ball miles. You just hit it. He's so they're so different. But look, like, you still you still got to hit the ball. I nicked one off him for finals week, but my one had an hole in it. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go that well, did it? Uh, one game I got, yeah. I think the rest of it, yeah, disaster. Listen, lads, it's been absolutely great catching up with you guys. And you know, for, for anyone who's not watched Hornchurch in the European Cricket League, 
you don't know what you're missing because it was it was a fun ride. Uh, was it March and April, wasn't it? I think we were about to uh, Feb- uh, What was we? February? Yeah, March and April. Yeah. yeah end of Feb, end of Feb, start of March, and then yeah, it the end of March. It seems a lifetime ago already, doesn't it? Oh no, yeah, still got the blues from it. Definitely, yeah. but it, it, it's great to be able to catch up with you guys and you know, talk you know, to talk to people who've got twenty thousand runs and twelve hundred wickets. That's serious experience in club cricket, to say the least. Um, and you know, there'll be a lot of youngsters, hopefully from your place, who'll listen to this and be thinking, you know what, I want to be Mark in all those years' time, or I want to be yeah. Buzzer. You know, it, it might be your own lads, or it might be someone else's. You never know, does it? So, been great talking to you guys, and we're going to keep up yep. with, looking after you through the season. Uh, we want to see how you guys get on, and obviously, in particular, we follow you in the T20. Uh, but yeah. it's not you guys in Spain. We'll be following whoever is in Spain next year, definitely. Yeah, no, no. Look, whoever goes there, whoever wins it, hopefully it's us, but whoever, they will have the best time. It's um, You can't ask for any more. They put everything on. Everything is spot on, absolutely spot on. And someone's going to have a great week, hopefully us, but someone else will uh, if it's not us. Great for speakers, you guys. Thanks a lot, mate. No Lovely. problem, man. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, son. How did the game go? It was okay, but I broke my bat. Can I get a new one? You've done what? Broke your bat? Oh, that's just great. How am I going to afford to get a new one now? I just haven't got that kind of money. Why don't you try village cricket? Village village who? Village cricket. They have a range of bats and they are a fraction of the price of other brands. Very good bats as well. Some from our club have got their bats. Very good quality and very good prices. And they don't just do bats. They do all the equipment you need, all for the same great price. Well, that sounds great. I'll have to have a look. Sounds just what I need. Thanks. The Village Cricket Company stock a wide range of cricket equipment for every age group, all without the usual high price tag. Visit them now on www.villagecricket.co and on checkout use promotion Stumps10 for a further 10% discount. The 10% discount only applies to the product purchase and not the shipping charge, which is a standard £5 per order. VillageCricket.co aim to dispatch all orders within 24 hours, so you should receive your order within two to three working days. For more information, visit www.VillageCricket.co. This promotion expires 30th of September 2023. Visit VillageCricket.co for all your cricketing needs. VillageCricket.co Stumps, umps, and be a Thanks to Paul and Mark from Orchard. It's uh, the goats from down there. So, just me and Livo flying solo. Mars is. Where's Mars? In Lanzarote somewhere? I think he's in Lanzarote. Last time I saw him, he was sending pictures from the pool. But he also, his reading material was the Cricketer magazine because he was actually showing me the page where we're up for an award. So Mars is away with his budgie smugglers on somewhere reading reading about Livo's award. What's, it, what's the award for, Livo? Yeah, we've been nominated between the club and the podcast uh, for a Media Hero Award as part of the Pride of Cricket Awards that the Cricketer run every year. So we are um, up against the guys from Cricket365, who are a coaching uh, bunch of podcasts, and also the guys who do the uh, cricket draft on the internet for everyone to play fantasy cricket. We've got to fancy our chances of winning because we're just going to keep asking everyone to vote. Uh, but the votes are 50% from the public and 50% from the jury. So we do like the cricket. So we think George Doble and uh, Hugh Turbable are fabulous. And if they are listening, um, we, we would like to come to the awards dinner because it would be quite fun really, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be, yeah. Um, so we're now sat in the, just the score box at Winsall, just uh, looking out after training. 
Yeah, it makes a change for us to record down the ground. We don't get to do it very often, and it was a bloody good turnout at uh, Nets tonight, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's nice and warm down here tonight. It's yeah, we've had a couple of weeks now where the turnout at Nets has been as good as we've had all year round, which is really good, and a, a great mix of first, second, and third teamers. Um, some of the young lads getting coached by some of the more senior lads. Our bowling goats sat here, Mr. Winfield, because we were celebrating after last weekend, aren't we, mate? Yeah, I managed to scrape over the, the uh, 700 wicket mark, so just about. Did you hear how quiet he said that? 700 wickets. I, I had the socials ready to go for a couple of weeks, and then you, you did let me down with just one on the Saturday, didn't you? Well, yeah, we played Risley on Saturday, and, I, and I'd got one, but then I had about three or four drops, and LBW not given, so I thought, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fail on that 699, I'm going to retire then, but... And of course, we didn't have the camera, so we can't check that the LBW is actually working. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not allowed to. No, not, not, yeah, we're not allowed to, but we would have a look, obviously. So, Who was your 700th uh, victim then, Neil? It was Mohamed Taib from Trentside. Is that the same Mohamed Taib who used to play for us? He played for us, he's played for about six different clubs, I think. He'd been in Yoxall. He got, funny how Taib is, he got 150 down here once. <laughs> he smacked it all over the place, and I dropped him about 10. But after then, I've got him out most times. I think I've got him out twice already this year now. Yeah, I did see on uh, on a, one of our WhatsApp groups today, and one of our new guys this year has already called him your bunny. <laughs> um, I don't think he's quite the David Warner to Stuart Broad for you, but uh, you've certainly had him a few times, haven't you? And to get him on the 700th, did, did the lads make anything of it? Did, it? did anyone pick up on it? Not really, no. I think... Miserable gits. The first ball, he was dropped by Paul on the boundary first. Um, well, he said dropped. I think it might have gone for six. You know the Homer Simpson meme? It out the head. <laughs> it, 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 it was like that. I think he was... Perhaps might be over the boundary, but it he he was, he was saved anyway. So he dropped it, not six, and then about two hours later, straight down Clarky's throat. So it was Captain Clark who took it as well. Yeah. It's one of your oldest mates here as well. It's nice to... to did Clarky realise it was your 700th? I didn't know. It wasn't Only me, Kamal and Danielle, I think, because I told them. So. Yeah. And there's me waiting at home because we had the grandkids down just to be able to push the button on the socials and get it out there as quick as possible. It's, it's, it's you know, many years and 700 wickets is something to celebrate, to say the least, isn't it? And you, know, you, you are having a bloody good year though, aren't you? Probably my best year so far, but the funny thing is, I'm done no, doing nothing different. I don't think it's just bowling, and then it either turns or it don't. That's there's no there's no magic involved. It, it's the same ball, but you st- it just does different things. Just, yeah, do you reckon the batters are doing anything different this year? No, I don't think so. Well, they still try to smack me out of the ground, so I'm doing it so one or two times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think I looked earlier in your economy. Yeah, so your strike rate, not your economy. Your strike rate was something like ten. So you're doing all right there. Your average is ten this year when it comes to the ball. That's bloody good, still, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Have you set yourself a target for this year? No, I'm happy. With, I'm usually happy with thirty wickets in a season. That's because I've got that already now. So. Yeah, I'm forty-five, and we're only in week twelve. Yeah, yeah, and you, you took last weekend seven hundredth wasn't a cup game, which unfortunately we. Fell to Trent's side quite easily in the end. Uh, yeah, we didn't get we didn't get quite enough ones. I mean, in the power play, we lost Jake early on, we lost yeah. Woody early on, and we did really want to rebuild with Watto and um, Danielle. Yeah, who, who's this Watto lark that's batting at a strike rate of more than a hundred? We don't recognise him, do uh, we? He batted really well, Watto. He, he played the Eddie role, I like to call it, where we had. Uh, he, he took control of the game, and then the ideal opportunity for Clark to go in to whack the ball out the ground for three overs, and he didn't get one over the fence. <laughs> that sounds about right, definitely. So, so yeah, I mean, 700 is, is a statistic and a half, but we've just been joined by um, Junior Goat, shall we call him. The uh, kid. The kid. 
Duncan the Kid Wright. Good to see you, Dunk. It's training nights. You've been with the under-11s again tonight, but more importantly, how many wickets are you now behind windows when it comes to that number? Oh, just the small margin of 152. What's your excuse, though? Uh, two years in the States, one year out with my shoulder, and um, not bowling at rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, you reckon you'd be up there if it wasn't for that lot? Uh, Neil's a class above. The thing is, you say you're bowling at rabbits, but yeah. I always think, like, Jamesy and Dunk... Um, you have a first go at him, don't you? Yeah. That's yeah. What I was they soften them up for you. <laughs> Although the words soften up from Duncan Jones, you just. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're soft. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to go there, yeah. sir. So. What do you reckon the secret is to windows in this 700? I mean, we talk. This episode, we've been talking to the goats from Hornchurch Cricket Club, mm. you know, the, our national T20 champions, and you know, they went to the, all the way to the European finals uh, this year. They, they've got a couple of great batting and bowling goats as well. What do you reckon the secret is to windows and what he's done there? Uh, well, longevity, there's no doubt about that. Um, you've got to be playing for a long time to to get to those sort of figures. But uh, for Neil, it's, uh, it's accuracy, um, it's know-how, game awareness, he sets a good field, he's, he's, he's clever with his bowling. He, he's, he, yeah. he used to mix it up, uh, a, bit, uh, a lot of offers and leg, leggies where you kind of... Uh, Change ball a lot yeah. in your earlier days. Now it's predominantly leggies, but accuracy sets a good field. Um, he knows not just where to have his field, but who to have in those positions as, as well. I think if we look through the scoreboard, Courtmore, Courtmore would be <laughs> would be uh, num- number one. He, he thinks batsmen out a lot of the time. Oh, um, Neil the thinker Winfield. Yeah. There's not much thinking goes on. I can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But the batsman tried to think, oh, it's a small ground, or it looks a small ground, I'm going to launch this pie chopper into, into Repton, yeah. and um, invariably they get they get caught. And I don't know what the figures are for uh, caught and bowls for Neil, but I've never seen somebody yeah. so confident and rock solid off his own bowling. Any ball, no matter how hard it's blasted back at him, you're gone. Well, a lot of the time it's life-saving. Yes. He's either get get it caught or get out the way, yeah, one yeah. or the other, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. It's a remarkable record in any league for anyone to get so many wickets. And I think you're right. Longevity says a hell of a lot. And it, you know, Let's face it, he's bowling in Div 3. We're not bowling down in the in, in you know Div 10 in the league here. We're bowling at some... Good batters, to say the least. Yeah, as well. Some good bowlers can't get many wickets in uh, Div Six, so <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to name any. But no, no. It's, and I, I'm, I'm a big believer that, and I've put this on socials the last few weeks for a few different people. Class always rises to the top. It sometimes takes time. Sometimes forms always non permanent. But you know, class is not temporary. And Windows has done it year in, year out for as long as play cricket is existing practically, yeah. which is what makes the difference. Do you remember before play cricket, Neil? Yeah, I'm a bit like Pele, really. I think I got about like 2,000 oh, okay. 2, wickets. So, it was Cadze or the net, or the net ones. In, yeah, so we, we, we do think there's a few more out there, but... Uh, there's a hell of a lot of Sunday wickets. Yeah. <laughs> I think they involve Sunday wickets, yeah. actually. Yeah, but do you know what? Between the two of you, you look at the other number, that's 1,200 up wickets between the two of you in play cricket times. Yeah. Um, that That's a hell of a lot. You know, Duggo's doing well catching up behind the two, and he, he's still got yeah. a few years left on him. Um, you know, and I think, to me... We just can do nothing but applaud uh, Windows and what he's done getting to 700. I have got one question, though. How good has it felt the last couple of weeks to be bowling with Woody behind the stumps again? 
I'm slow enough to doesn't bother people. What is more involved when it's someone a bit quicker in stand up? But yeah. I mean, anyone does well to me behind the stumps. Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He listens, he listens to this, you know, so I'd say, yeah. <laughs> When he's not here, he's listening to this, yeah. yeah. You do very well, John, don't worry. Woody's back in the team, and it's he, he made a difference with the bat last Saturday, didn't he, when he went? He, he just looked as though he hadn't been away again, didn't he? He batted really well, Saturday. Yeah, and he, you know, he's just one of those guys who we very rarely see him at training. He comes in and looks as though he's been batting week in, week out again. So the, the first to in sixth place now, as we sort of get into second half of the season, the, the, the twos and the threes at Winsall were in, uh, I think we're in second place for both now, aren't we, after the last weekend results. We had a bit of a, I think we had a bit of a mare for the twos last weekend, didn't we, Dunk? We were, uh, bowler were too short mm-hmm. um, in terms of availability, and Drake are, are a good side, I think. I think that was something like, they had a slow start to the season. Yeah. Uh, I think that was something like their seventh victory uh, on, on the spin, so they're actually banging form, and they've got some very canny, Canny bowlers, canny, um, some decent, decent batting there. We gave them 30, 40 runs too many, mm-hmm. and um, but they strangled us uh, in our chase. So didn't strangle Jake Smith though, coming back from his broken finger. He, he, Jake, he, sh- he showed what he can do. He, Jake batted, Jake batted uh, very nicely. To work on him, the the fielding um, is the big difference between uh, <laughs> between the leagues. Not that not that I can remember any chances actually, but he batted well. Uh, another five ten overs of him there. You, ne- you never know. Okay. I think him and Nigel were were just starting to break the shackles, and um, unfortunately we lost Nigel and then mm-hmm. Jake not too long after. And unfortunately, the threes game got rained off. Um, but if I remember rightly, I think we're about to play Brailsford in the coming week, which is basically first versus second. Mm. Um, so you know, Div Ten, first versus second, you know, game on there to see where we go. And we're going to be playing our first game up at uh, Abbotbane, our th- second ground for the third team. Uh, Astro is looking very nice and green. It'll be the, the brightest pitch in the country without a shadow uh, before we start making a mess, mess on that. And those guys are doing well considering we've got three or four juniors playing in the third team week in, week out. Um, and you've got one or two from your lot like, been making their first appearance as well. Yeah, yeah, well, um, from the 13s. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that's been brilliant. Like I say, it was a bit of a gamble. Uh, last year, should we, shouldn't we uh, launch the third team? Mm-hmm. But I think it's been absolutely vindicated um, in what we've been able to offer some of the fringe players, yeah. some, uh, definitely as a pathway for the older juniors. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, for the guys at 13, 14, they've got something they can they can be stri- striving towards. So it's been it's been whatever happens in any other team this this year. The third team being a success, I'll, I'll, we'll I'll take the box on I'll, that. I'll, I'll happily raise a glass to that um, come season end. Definitely. So we've got ten weeks of the season left. Oh, we've got um, yeah. How how can we say there's only ten weeks left already? Um, you know, the, the seconds and the thirds. We are both pushing for promotion. One's a mid-table. Still a little bit of a chance of going up there. I think depending on results. Uh, but it could be tough. But we do have a big one coming up in a couple of weeks' time when we play the quarter-final of the Brewery Cup. Um, we've got to go over to Tamworth and play a Birmingham Premier League side in the Brewery Cup, so that'll be an interesting night, won't it, Neil? Well, interesting is not quite well. It'll <laughs> be tough, I think. It will be tough, without a shadow. That you know, a Birmingham Premier League side are going to put something on there. They are the holders of the Brewery Cup. What we're looking forward to at the end of the season here, then, Neil? Just carrying us what we're doing, really. I mean, as long as the rain keeps off us, we're fine, aren't we? I think the first will might upset one more team on the way in. Yeah. yeah. Not 
one more team I think will beat a big team that won't expect it. So yeah, we always seem to upset someone yeah. in some way, don't we? By the sounds of things, definitely. And Dunk, you're going to be pushing those twos to obviously get promoted. We're going to give it a damn, damn good go. I think there's four, maybe five teams in in with a shout, so we're definitely definitely in the mix. Okay, you'll come down to availability throughout the club and uh, making sure there's no banana skins over the next few weeks. Definitely. So. As we get to the end of the episode, just got to remind all our listeners that we are up for an award. We might have mentioned it earlier. Um, and our socials have got the link on there to vote for us. We would appreciate it. It would be nice to have the club and the podcast recognised for the work that we put in in, in the media because we do do a hell of a lot. Um, and it's you know one of our little campaigns we've got in the moment is for National Club Cricket Day on the 29th of July. And this podcast will go out around that date. It's a day when the only place you can watch cricket is um, at the Oval to watch England, if you haven't got a ticket, Gloucester to see uh, the, the game at Cheltenham, or go to your local club. There's going to be probably two and a half, three thousand games going on around the country. There's got to be a club cricket game within three, four miles of wherever you live. Just go and support your local club, say hello, and if, like our place, you've got a bar, I'm sure it'll be open, you'll get a welcome in, in the ground. So, until next time, um, we'll look forward to having Marsa back to join us. And uh, otherwise, what do we have to say on the back of Marsa? Might be you, Donald. Can I? Can I yeah, really yeah, do it? Go on. Oh, best day ever. <laughs> Ciao, brethren. Stumps, Stumps, So, that's all we've got time for for this edition of Stumps, Umps, and Beer Pumps. Thank you to our special guest today. If you know someone at your club that wishes to come and have a chat with us and talk about your club, then please email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. Also, please like and subscribe, and also you can follow us on Twitter. If you've got any questions, any stories, or any funny anecdotes, then please again email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. We hope you've enjoyed our tour around club cricket life. So please join us again for more of the same. Thank you very much for listening. This is Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. So until next time, there's your one for the over. Stumps, Pumps and Beer Pumps. Sports Social Podcast Network. Stump, Sumps and Beer Pumps.